Hello, fellow Nostriches, and welcome to Nostrovia, your weekly Nostra podcast. If you're listening to this transmission, you are opening up new territories of freedom for our fellow humans. We have a really cool interview this week with Pablo, so let's just get straight into it. So, Pablo, who are you? What's going what's going on here? <laughs> what's at the bottom of your soul? <laughs> uh well I, I guess I'm a I'm a developer from, from Argentina, but now I, I live a now world schooling life. So I, at the moment I'm in Greece. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a software developer. I've been writing open source code since I was like 10 or 11 years old. I was always fascinated by the idea of uh, being able to express your creativity by, by creating all kinds of things. Uh, like uh, my first program was like the, the typical uh, conversion of uh, Fahrenheit to Celsius that comes on the, <laughs> on the C programming book from the 70s. Um, and, yeah, I, uh, I write code for... Fun and profit. <laughs> that's a <laughs> for people that that don't know the reference. That's a, a reference to uh, the Freak Magazine. Uh, Freak Magazine or tw- yeah, Freak Freak Magazine, right? Well, Frack Magazine, um, uh, smashing the stack for fun and profit. And then, when did you find out about Nostra? And like, what was that like? Uh, so I was following William uh, JB55 uh, for uh, for a while because. Yeah, I, I don't know how I found out. But, well, I mean, I do know how I found out about him um, because I was using something he wrote for for Lightning or some package. I don't know. Some It was like, I don't know, at least a year ago. Yeah, no, more than a year ago. Um, and then I saw on Twitter that he was working on, on Damos. Uh, so I tested it out uh, like maybe a year ago. Yeah, yeah, about it. About one year ago, I, I tested it out, and yeah, I was in touch with with him uh, at that point, and yeah, it it, it really resonated with me because I immediately I I never been too much into like social networks and social media and all, all that stuff. I always found it I don't know. I mean, cool, but not super mind blowing. Um, but immediately when I saw the Nostr stuff, I thought, okay, this can be used for other things, and that's what excited me about about Nostr. At the time, there was. No, nothing other than than you know like kind ones like the social media aspect there was nothing um but yeah that's what that what got me excited about it and uh, like wait how long ago was that uh i think i started looking like the first the, my current pub key i created on on august last year or yeah july I, I around july it was summer last year what was it like to do to do kind of like r- rapidly understand the potential when you when you saw it, I I did. Well, I mean, not it, it's it, that's it's debatable if I understand the potential right now. Uh, but <laughs> um, I, I've been understanding it more uh, lately. I did understand the the um, the broad implications. Uh, I was working on something else that got me that I was super stoked about. Um, that was extremely Bitcoin related. I was. I was modifying, um, so I was trying to get uh, a, a non-Bitcoin signer to sign Bitcoin transactions. Uh, so I was very stoked on, on on working on that. So at the moment, I I tried uh, Noster, I played with it, I wrote some code, and then I went back to getting uh, a KMS um, to to sign Bitcoin transactions, even though I didn't want to sign the Bitcoin transaction, which was you know a lot of fun. <laughs> 
And you're currently working at Swan Bitcoin, right? Yeah, um, I, I actually haven't announced yet, but but I, I stop. I mean, I'm going to stop working at Swan at the end of the month. So I quit, um, I don't know, a few, a few weeks ago. I spoke with with Jan, who's a good friend and the founder of uh, one of the founders of, of Swan, and with Corey. And yeah, I told him that I just cannot <laughs> stop thinking about Noster and that I need to focus all my energy time uh, because I think it's the uh, it's it's the most impactful thing I can do for Bitcoin is work on Noster. So I I wrote a, I wrote a note. Uh, uh, announcing that, that I'm that I'm leaving that I'm leaving Swan, but I haven't published it yet because I, I need to like you know tweak the the copy a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's um yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, at the end of the month, I'm I'm not gonna be at Swan anymore. Okay, that's yeah. I'm also rapidly like just unable to work on anything else. I just can't can't stop. Uh, yeah, it's just. I, I just, from from my perspective, I just can't focus like anymore. I, I, it's it's been getting worse and worse and worse on on non Noster stuff. It's like my mind is uh, racing so much on all the things that are possible that whenever I have to work on 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 non Noster things, it's it's like I I'm fighting internally, um, and it's a struggle to to work <laughs> on on other things, um, and yeah, I. I I, I don't think it makes sense to to fight that that urge because I I feel so much creativity um, and it's like super silly to to say oh no no don't don't explore that creativity work on this other thing um, it, yeah it just feels uh, misaligned and and again my, my the reason why I started working at Swan um, and yeah it's it, it's been how can I be the most useful to help hyper-Bitcoinization. And, and I'm absolutely sure that right now that that means working on, on us. Absolutely, I 100% agree. Um, yeah, so you're seeing it flip the other way around. Like it was Bitcoin that got people into Noster and now it's Noster getting people into Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. To, to, to me, what, what I keep seeing is that, that Noster, it showcases Bitcoin so naturally yeah, I, I've I've never really liked like when I got into Bitcoin. Uh, at first, I was like the typical orange peeler, just pushing people. Like, oh no, you must care about this. Here, read human action, read the Bitcoin standard, <laughs> like all this shit. Um, you know, I'm being a super annoying asshole for like a month, and then I realized oh, that's that's retarded. I mean, if it if it needs to, um, like Saif, Saif says. That if you need to to push people to understand Bitcoin, then it doesn't work. Um, so I, I stopped doing that. I, I never was into 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 doing that other than that one month. But now I, I'm seeing that man, it's 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 such a simple way to show the utility in Bitcoin. And I mean, no one cares about the censorship resistant and and all that shit. Like it's. That's that's not the approach, um, and and Noster is just showing that Bitcoin is just better. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, no, I, and that's the model that I'm seeing, and that I, I, it was my thesis back last year that if we can showcase showcase all these different aspects that that Noster brings to to Bitcoin to people, then people will start to understand Bitcoin or. You know, in a roundabout way, it's not like they're gonna go and study the, the the Bitcoin standard or anything, but 
But now I, I see, I keep running into people that were not into Bitcoin. Uh, and then they found Nuster uh, and then they started understanding Bitcoin more. So that, that's my thesis, that that's the model that is going to continue and continue to, to repeat and it's going to accelerate. So yeah, just going to work on that to orange build the world. Yeah. Do you, do you get, like, I feel like when, when I'm like not working on Nostra, it's, it's like a, um, it's attached to like a, a rubber band. It's like when I get further away, it's like pulling me. It's like, it's like, pain, it's like kind of like painful. There's like anxiety. Like if I'm not doing, if I'm not writing code. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, so much. It's, I, I thought it was just me having that weird feeling, but it's like this, you know what it feels like? Um, when I, when I first started writing code, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I felt that kind of excitement. Uh, I remember waking up like at 5 a.m. when I was, when I was, you know, like, okay. So in, in my place in Argentina, we had the, the house and then I had my, my computer in like this, um, outhouse, <laughs> like this small little thing. And I had my computer in one, in one corner of that, that other house. So I had to actually leave the, the, the house, go cross the garden and then go to this other place. Right. And I would, because it was Argentina, it was unsafe. So my parents would lock every single door, even like the doors within the, the garden, they would lock every door. So in the morning I would wake up and need to, you know, like unlock the door. So I would wake up at like five or 6 a.m. while my parents were asleep and open the door very quietly to run and start coding. And it was, what you're saying is this urge, like you cannot help yourself. And I, have, I haven't felt that since that time, this, this urge of every moment that I'm not writing code uh, or exploring something, it, I, I feel like a physical need of doing it. Um, yeah, no, it, but it's it's been a it's been a very interesting process because at the same time, obviously, I don't want to, you know, get burned, uh, you know, like burn out or anything. Um, but but it's just the urge of not writing code. It it to me it, it tires me more than writing code, right? So when I'm not writing code, is when I'm getting burned out. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a super interesting. It's a it's a it's super interesting. I I I've, I've done a lot of meditation, uh, like you know, vipassana meditation, where you explore just your emotions and try to reduce react reactivity, uh, and just you know, just observe how your your body and your mind is behaving. Um, and it's one thing that I've been trying to to apply to that urge because I I'm it kind of makes me super curious to understand why I, I, I feel this way and what kind of physical um, sensations uh, this, this produces. Like that, that uncomfort of I'm not writing code and I, I would really like to... <laughs> like we started recording a bit late because we were both writing code. It was like, okay, I know we said 10.30. Let's, let's push it a little bit back because I'm almost done with this thing. <laughs> and no, but it, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I, I find that that aspect absolutely fascinating i'm pretty sure that there are so many developers that are also feeling the same way it's very clear that that william has the same the same issue or or i mean not issue it's just you know the same whatever you, you want to call it uh <laughs> sensation where dude when you're not writing code it's like uh yeah, i feel uncomfortable <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's, just, it's very difficult to, to concentrate. Yeah, to, to me also, one thing that, I, that I've noticed through the year, throughout the years is that when you feel inspired to do one thing, it, I, I think it's a mistake to just take a note um, and, you know, like make notes of what you want to build or what you want to do and, and postpone it until there is a more suitable time to, to do it. Because in, in, in my experience, when you do that, you forget what got you excited about doing whatever you thought that would be cool to do. And it, it feels much more, but much more synthetic. Uh, the, um, the, the, you know, like you have to write that, that inspiration. Right. And yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not even trying to fight that anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you working on at the moment? Yeah. So at the, at the moment I, so I've been speaking with uh, with Gigi uh, last last week. I spoke with him. So I built the um, the subworthy thing that I launched, and I've been going back and forth with MBK and with uh, and with Gigi on what to name it because I, I at first, <laughs> at first I want to call it subword, like the like a word, and then the. <laughs> And then Gigi's like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> and MBK is like, oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> so I lost the D and I kept the subworthy. Um, but yeah, I hate that name. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got the, the DK sent me the, the, the highlighters domain. Um, and now I'm playing with different names. But long story short is that I've, I've always liked this. Um, I, I, feel, I feel like there is this... Um, unsolved problem of information management because there are so many fucking tools that are approaching information management in different ways. You know, like you have Evernote and then you have Notion and then you have Readwise and then you have a million highlighting extensions on the on the stores. Um, and you have like all these different things that are are trying to solve the same problem of um, managing the amount of information that you can take and you can produce and making sense out of it, right? But to, to me, the fact that every six months there is like this new trend in productivity tools, to me, it shows that there is no good solution yet. It's not a problem that has been solved. And I, I've spoke with, with Gigi about this. He, it's, it's something that he told me that he's been thinking about this problem for like 15 years because there has never been a, a good solution. And one of the issues is that you make all... I, I used Evernote for many, many years. Um, and, and the thing is that once there is something that is slightly better, you are locked in into Evernote, right? And even if there are exporting tools, you're going to lose a lot of metadata. You're going to lose a lot of uh, the links that, that you've created. And a lot of the value on, on, the, on, manage, on these um, knowledge management tools is the metadata. It's not just the note. It's how does this note that I wrote seven years ago, how does it relate to this other thing, this other topic that I wrote about three months ago? So to me, the fact that all these tools are using silos to, to you know, like Notion, for example. You have, a lot of people are using Notion now, and all that information is just there in Notion. And it, it doesn't, because the format of the data, even if you were to able to extract the data, the, because the format of the data is proprietary to Notion, 
even if you extract the data, you're going to lose a lot of, like you're going to lose most of the of the value of the of that data. So, I I wrote Subworthy as a first approach to explore this idea of having one repository where where you keep everything that is like all the information that is valuable to you. And I think Nostar is just like obviously perfect, absolutely perfect. It has the graph, like the social graph. It has your information. It has the fact that it's an open protocol. It has the fact uh, that you can collaborate, like you can be doing something on Damos that affects your knowledge graph. Uh, and then you take it to this other app that I'm writing, and then you match it with Substar, the, the music client that I wrote, and then you match it. Like, when you remove that that siloing of the data, which is, I think, is one of the things that excites us the most about what's going on in Oster, the, the, the amount of value that you can create is just staggering. Um, so when I started with with uh, Subworthy, this is what I had in mind. So now I'm I'm writing. The, the, so I I don't have a whiteboard in this house, so I, I take notes on the on the on the glasses on the windows um, because you know like the, the it's a Mediterranean house, so it's full of windows. Um, so I've been taking notes, and and what I wrote is that the client that I'm writing is. The, the, uh, like the sales pitch, if you will, the pitch of the, of the client is it's a client where you keep every uh, information. I don't remember exactly, but it was along the lines of it's the client where you keep every valuable piece of information within a graph. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what, I'm, what I'm working on at, at the moment. So it's just, just now I was, I was making it possible to link um, within a node to link um, any kind of event, so you can you can start taking notes, and it's cool because you can write private notes that are encrypted, but the encryption is not with your pub key, with with your with your main key. Every note gets its own key, and then you keep each key stored on a DM that you send to yourself. Um, so each note, like no one can tell that that note that you wrote is for your pub key, that you wrote that. Um, so you cannot, you don't have the, the metadata linked to you, nor the content of the data is public because it's encrypted. Um, and then, so each, each DM that I'm sending to myself, automatically, it has the, the, the private key of that note, and then the the address of that of that note, right? So I'm, I'm putting the another uh, of, of that note, the, the NIP19. Um, and it's cool because if you wanted someone else to be able to write to that note, you can send them the private key of that note. And that implies absolutely nothing to your main key. Um, so there, yeah, there's a lot of uh, things that I have in mind around that, that area. Uh, but yeah, I wrote that yesterday. I was like, oh, fuck, this is so fucking cool. I love it. <laughs> That's a really, really cool idea. That's going to take a while to like sink in. But... There's yeah. so much there. <laughs> wow. I know. Yes, I I felt the same way, man. And and when you think about it, because we're using Schnorr for 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 Bitcoin, <laughs> I mean that too. Uh, but because we're using Schnorr for 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 Noster, 
you you could designate uh, a node where you say these are my collaborators uh, for this node, and then you create a multi-sig where every single person has its own key that is ex exclusively for that node, but all of them can collaborate in this one node. Um, okay, this is this is gonna go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I I know. I I man, I yes, I I was telling Shishi. Okay, so I've been, I mean. I, <laughs> I I wrote a lot of clients. I wrote a lot of different things. This is the one that is feeling, oh man, this is something. This is this is something important. Like I I can feel it. Yeah, I'm like, like I don't. I, I want to just like get to work now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, end of podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. This is going to be useful for some stuff that I've that I'm working on with Nost Rocket. Okay, this is going to be really useful. That just I think this solves a couple of problems um, that I've been thinking about. Okay, cool. Right. Super helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the music app that you that you made um, did that come out of? Because I'm really interested now to to think like because I've noticed a few things. Um, one is that uh, one of the guys who entered the hackathon he came third place in the hackathon he built a key recovery thing so like mm -hmm. using shimmy secret secret sharing and um mm -hmm. and he sent me a a rather big zap to say nice yeah um to say thanks for mentioning it on the podcast because that's where he got the idea from and um um and it's like a, more things like that but i'm just like wondering like there's so many ideas floating around that are yeah, really cool. And there's so many people like who are looking for something to build. Like I was thinking like maybe some kind of a repository of just this, the ideas, like some people are like against sharing ideas. They think that they own the ideas and then. That's so like, fucking dumb. Yeah. That I, is so, that's such, so that is so obviously we're writing an open protocol. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't subscribe to the, to that approach, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been putting out I've been like fleshing out ideas and I just put it into into the Nost Rocket um like organization when I get and I sometimes I spec spec things out and it's like yeah, cuz like maybe someone will build it. <laughs> mm, yeah, I I do the same thing. Yeah, I a couple of months ago, I, I wrote, uh, we really need a micro app that is specifically target, targeted to uh, onboarding users. Because yeah. it's, it, most people, when they talk about Noster, they, they, they start with the censorship resistant or, or all this kind of crap that no one cares about. Um, I mean, not no one, but most of the population doesn't care about. Um, and it, it, it's hard to convey why Noster is so cool. That's why I think building tools is just a better approach than, than just <laughs> pitching someone. Uh, like if your product is so good, it doesn't require a lot of convincing people to to use. Um, and another, there is one like that. I, I I don't think that that person saw my my note or anything. But I, I to me, the idea of oh, I'm gonna keep every single idea that I have close to my chest and then uh, you know to to execute and on everything uh yeah i i don't know it's such a bad 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 approach and especially i mean at this moment we have everything to build 
absolutely everything. So just open it up. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, maybe inspire someone that has a, you know, can riff on your idea and has a better idea. And, you know, you end up benefiting. I mean, yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the, it's the same mentality, same mentality as like people who like file patents on everything and or like um, um, copyright like restrictive licenses and this kind of thing. I'm just like, oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> great. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your, <laughs> Go. <laughs> your internet of, of one person. And <laughs> <laughs> show you your network effects of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, these things, they, they fall by their own weight, right? Like <laughs> you, you write this code and you keep it closed source and, it's just you working on this and, you know, like someone will come, see that your idea is cool, write it open source, and then a bunch of people contribute. If the product is good, a bunch of people contribute and, you know, you become obsolete. Hmm. <laughs> like BTC pay server and BitPay, right? Like, yeah, awesome. Good luck. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, if you think about it, at the end of the day, what we want is uh, humanity to flourish, right? Um, so if you just do what's really, 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 like the best, every single fork, take the, take the path that leads to great, the greatest, uh, value accrual to everybody, uh, obviously to yourself as well, of course. Right. Um, but, but just <laughs> if we all work on the stuff that matters the most, then we get to higher uh, productivity multipliers for everybody, which includes you. <laughs> like, if, if, if all invent inventions throughout time were kept in a, in a way that is secret, then there, there is no compounding, right? Or compounding effects are greatly diminished. So, I, I don't know, I just, have a, I just want myself to have a better life. And the best way to, to get there is for everybody to have a better life. So let's just create value for everybody. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if we watch Bitcoin just keep going up, but then like the world goes to shit. It's like, well, okay, that didn't really help very much. <laughs> right. So you keep like moving around, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how does that work for you with the family? Yeah, so so my wife, she, she used to have a, a business, um, I was doing quite well, um, but she didn't like the <laughs> running the business, like all the stuff that that implied run, running the business. So she stopped working maybe like maybe like seven, eight months ago, um, and that has greatly helped. Like she can focus on you know more of the family planning. Uh, she's writing a she's writing a novel, so. That greatly, greatly helps the family because there's someone in charge of making sure that, you know, everything is going well or, you know, where are we going to go next? Um, why, with whom are we going to hang out? You know, stuff like that. So it's actually not that hard. We, we were thinking about doing the, the world schooling thing for, for a really long time. Um, and and we were living in Spain when when the uh, lockdowns started, um, 
and man, Spain locked down really hard. Um, in in where I lived, they deployed the army in my city. They deployed the army. The army would take your papers when you go to the um, to the um, to the groceries, which was the only time you could be outside. They would take your papers at the line to get into the grocery store and to make sure that you didn't live more than one kilometer away from that store. Kids were completely, uh, it was completely uh, illegal or whatever to, for kids to be on the street at any time. Uh, so you had to be 16 years old or older to be able to be outside for less than one hour. For less than one hour, one hour was when they started opening up. Um, so yeah, the, the, the lockdowns there, they were absolutely insane. So the moment they opened up, we said, okay, let's get the hell out of here because we don't know if they might lock down again. So let's get the hell out of here. So we went to Costa Rica uh, and we, sp uh, we, stay, we lived in Costa Rica for one year uh, in the north part in, in Guanacaste, in Tamarindo. Well, uh, north of Tamarindo, uh, in Potrero. And yeah, that's when, when we kind of started. Um, and once we, ma we made the decision on a, <laughs> like, like really, really quickly, we said, uh, there is a, a conference about, about freedom or something. I don't remember. Like flag theory. A conference about flag theory in Costa Rica. Let's fucking go. Let, let's go and check it out. Okay. And then we realized that we didn't have passport for my daughter and the conference was in like two days. Uh, so we said, okay, we're not going to be able to make it. But how about we just move there? And say, okay, let's just move there. Uh, so we started selling everything we had. We didn't have many things, but, you know, like a, like a tread, we bought a treadmill for the lockdown. So a treadmill, like stuff like that. We just sold everything. Uh, within like a week, we sold everything. Uh, and, and whatever we couldn't sell, we just, you know, throw away or donate or whatever. And, and yeah, that, that got us started. And then once you're there, that it feels like, oh man, how, but how are we going to do X and Y and Z? Then you realize that actually it's like super easy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like extremely, extremely, extremely easy. There is everything you can just look up online. Uh, you can reach out to people that are there so you can find, okay, where is a community of Bitcoiners or where is a community of freedom-oriented people? And you just go there. Um, so it's actually like quite, quite easier than I expected. Um, and now it's, yeah, now now we have like a bunch of different um, hacks that, that we've learned. Uh, I started documenting them on, on my on my website, um, but I have, I have like six new ones that I, I need to add to, to that. I actually posted as a NIP23 as well. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's actually quite, quite simple. Um, it's cheaper than people expect uh, in, 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 some, in many ways. Um, but yeah, there's, there's just a few things that you, you, you need to learn. Um, like, you should not think about doing doing it this like doing this lifestyle thinking i am moving my current lifestyle to this lifestyle um like there are going to be things that if you approach it with the mindset of i am moving my current routine to this other place that you're going to you know bump into a lot of frustration um but yeah no man it's absolutely amazing like my my kid she's four uh, and she speaks four languages now. <laughs> it's absolutely insane, which is twice the number of languages that I speak. 
um like we go to the store and she had to translate because i know some greek but you know not really uh, like not enough to have a like a meaningful conversation and and she'll translate the the greek from the store like the shopkeepers to to me it's it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> that's so dude cool. it's in absolutely insane it's absolutely insane i i heard her singing in in german um uh, like a week or two weeks ago, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then I, I went to the place where she hang, hangs out with a bunch of people, a bunch of kids. And the thing is that the island where we are uh, is like the mecca of climbing in the world. It's Kalimnos. Um, so there's climbers from everywhere in the world coming here. And she became really good friends with some German kids. Uh, last year and this year, they're also here. So a few days ago, I went there and she was just speaking in German with these kids. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> no, yeah, man, it's absolutely insane. And there, there is like so many, uh, so many really cool byproducts because you cannot travel with a lot of toys. You know, like kids, they, they want toys and they get a lot of toys, right? But we cannot just fit them in two suitcases. We cannot fit all the toys. So every time we move, we just, you know, donate all, the, all her toys to her friends that live in that place. Um, and the first time it was, you know, like a whole scene. She didn't want to lose the, her toys and all that. But now it's just part of the deal. And, okay, you know, she, she picks one or two toys. Oh, I'm going to keep this one and this one. And that's it. Like, we are literally throwing away all her toys in front of her. And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. You know, detachment, man. For adults, it's a really hard lesson to, hard lesson to learn. And she's four. And she, she already has that ingrained. It's absolutely insane. And how about like, um, how about her friends? Because it's like the friends, she also has to make new friends every time. Yeah, so, so we... It, it, it's quite interesting. So there, that's something that you can very easily hack, at least at this stage. Maybe when she's, you know, 12, it'll be harder. At this stage, um, f kids become friends very, very easily. You just need the context. Um, you just need, you just basically need time. If you do one play date, they usually become really good friends. So what we do is when we get to uh, a new place, we offer to because we we choose where we go based on the um, based on the fact that we know there is some kind of um, non traditional schooling or education right so we usually either go to where there is Montessori daycares or where you know like people tend to congregate especially if you don't go to cities we never go to cities because I hate cities. Um, so the, the people in these, in these areas are, are, you know, have like a much more open mindset. Uh, and the fact that you are not in a city means that the, um, the availability of, of, you know, like people working on different fields or stuff like that is, is not very, um, it's not super readily available. So we first choose the place based on that. And when we get there, my, my wife 
tries to, you know, integrate herself online. Maybe she does a, a few phone calls, you know, to, to, hang, to like get to know the people that, that are there. And then when we get there, we offer to, to give a talk about whatever, like about anything. But because the people that live there um, are, they don't have, you know, like someone that will come in and talk about Bitcoin or something, that, someone that will come in and talk about, my wife talks about creative writing. Uh, they crave <laughs> being exposed to, to this, right? So we just offer that, obviously for free. I mean, <laughs> obviously. Um, we just offer that, like every single time, there's a huge uptick, a lot of interest. Um, and it's a, it's a really, really cool way of going, speaking to a large crowd uh, of families, uh, because usually the parents are, are as well there. And it's just saying, I care about Bitcoin. Like, I'm going to give a talk about Bitcoin. Clearly, I care about Bitcoin. So if there's two or three people that have, you know, uh, a value alignment with what you're saying, they'll just come to you. So you immediately get there and you speak for half an hour, one hour, and you immediately have someone that resonates with your values. <laughs> and then the next day you just make a play date and boom, you get there and the next day you already have a, you have a friend for, you, for your kid. It's really cool that, that that option exists, like that that's possible. Yeah, there, there are world schooling hubs that they tend to, to travel together, loosely together. So maybe they'll spend, you know, whatever, six months. Um, so we were just now, um, before, like in March, I think. Yeah, in March, we were in, in, in Vietnam, in Foucault. And we, were, we went there because there was a world schooling hub that was there. Uh, before being in Vietnam, they were in Bangkok, and before Bangkok, they were in Turkey, and they spent like eight months in, in Turkey. And I actually met like a super, super rad woman who's now in Noster, uh, Melissa, in, uh, in, in Vietnam, and she's yeah, like, I, I purple pill her, and, and then she like, says, like, one day we're hanging out, she said, oh yeah, I, I followed you on, on Noster. It's like, okay, cool. No, she, I mean, she's still there. It's amazing. Uh, and she's super, super sweet. Um, and and like you just need to find out about these groups that are traveling together, and it it's really cool because you know like you now we know a bunch of people from this world schooling uh, have, and then there is other world schooling have. So you can you can just go there, and it's you know it's like for a month you are living in a <laughs> in what feels like a like a very rural village where all your neighbors are you know on the same wavelength as you you know, and their kids are on the same wavelength. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. There are so many resources, man. It's insane. Well, wow. Australia is uh, turning into a world schooling podcast, by the way. It's definitely turning into something that, uh, that is not only Nostra, that's for sure. I mean, like I, I talked to um, Eric, Eric Vosco yesterday. Oh, so cool. Can't wait to hear that, man. Yeah. Oh, I love so... that. Yeah. Uh, Eric's book, I, I remember I, randomly stumble upon it and say, well, okay, what is this crypto bullshit? But, you know, I, I read it anyway. And I mean, I read like the first two pages. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> because I, I, I went in expecting, oh, this is going to be like an Ethereum shilling book or something like that. And then as I was reading the book, I'm like, wait, <laughs> you know, like, like why, why is no, nobody talking about this? <laughs> and I, I wrote to Shishi and I was like, dude, do you know this, this Eric guy? She's like, of course, yes. 
<laughs> because this is like legit very very good thinking. <laughs> he's he's the most robust thinker in Bitcoin that I've encountered. Uh, I think he's the absolute most underappreciated. Um, like I don't see any, he should be one of the most famous uh, people in Bitcoin. Everyone should be listening to him. Uh, he he he's stuff. Oh, absolutely. But I think his stuff um, it, it requires understanding Bitcoin to such a degree that if you read that book and you don't really really spend years and years thinking about this, um, pr you know, from from a first principle standpoint, not from a number go up standpoint, um, it simply goes like way above your head. It's but it. That that's that's I think he's he's also the most um, real <laughs> Bitcoiner, you know, because he's not just it it it's very clear that he's analyzing it as a, as a corpse, you know, and and has zero bias, uh, and he's like absolutely willing to point out the flaws and you know the what what's complete bullshit and that there is so much bullshit in the understanding of, of bitcoin um yeah no 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 absolutely that book abs absolutely blew my mind uh it it's the the book that i it's this kind of book that i i absolutely because it's so yeah, easy to read in, in bits and pieces as well i every once in a while i'll just grab it and read it you know a couple of it's like what people do with the bible <laughs> Yeah, I just remember I met him in like, he came through Hong Kong at some point a, a, a number of years ago, and then he gave a talk at a meetup. And um, this is back when Hong Kong was actually like a, a Bitcoin place. And then like, you know, we used to have like the round table here and stuff like scaling Bitcoin was here. And yeah, yeah. Like every, it used to be like the place for Bitcoin until the uh, infinite wisdom of, uh, I, I, I firmly believe in, uh, in, um, in the validity of the, uh, of the Communist Party. Anyway, so like, um, <laughs> may Xi Jinping live for 10,000 years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like I saw Eric talking in Hong Kong, like that's what made me, because, you know, when, when, when you get into Bitcoin the first time, it's like um, you spend a while like wrapping your head around it then, and then, um, and then you're like very, intrigued by it and, and and you start getting more and more involved and then at some point you become a shitcoiner for a while most people anyway <laughs> yeah and then um, right and you go through it. yeah so right up has it so like, um, not everyone does but like i highly respect people who don't become shitcoiners but i think like the vast majority it's like yeah okay cool i've like we've all been there and um yeah so you go through the shitcoin phase and then something it's like a for me it was like a slow evolution of getting out of that but but like eric voskul was one of the key key things that impacted me to uh the final like nail in the coffin it's like oh okay like yeah like never just don't even bother talking to me about anything else um. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because we've been speaking about him for the past whatever 10 minutes or so and Probably, like, most people won't, won't even know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put some links in the, um, yeah, in the thing. Yeah, read uh, Crypto Economics. Mm. Important book. Good very, book. very important. <clears throat> um, yeah, and it's also just interesting to see, like, the new, the people who are getting into Bitcoin now are, like, 
I don't quite understand why, but like they're very viciously maximalist for the wrong, for the totally wrong reasons, right? And it's like they haven't really thought about it. Um, Like I'm maximalist too, so-called maximalist, and and you are too. Uh, I, I mean, you know, you haven't said that, but very obvious. Yeah, Um, but like, but like the 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 new guys is just like they're kind of like maximalist in a very very un unthoughtful way, right? I, I have a theory about this. Um, so, yeah, because I, I, I've noticed the same thing. Um, and and I, I discussed this with, uh, with a friend, with a friend of mine, um, um, Alex. Um, and he, so what we were saying is that after, after the Fork Wars, uh, maximalism became like a prominent thing, right? Uh, and people that, that were in the, in the maximalist camp they they understood understood Bitcoin and got to the maximalist position after doing the work of understanding Bitcoin, and then you know <laughs> people like Alex they they were like uh, Svetsky uh, they they were um, you know like super toxic and you know like or, or Francis like Francis is a super good friend of mine uh, Pulio uh, he's a super good friend of mine but like they understood Bitcoin so much and understood that that shit coins are 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 just a scam and and very obvious scam when you know what to look for um that they started becoming like the 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 level of toxicity started escalating because it was very obvious like these people are just you know scamming people it's it's very clear when you when you look at it um and and i think it became there was um there, there was like a race to or an organic race to scale the toxicity levels, um, and I think the people that came in observed the toxicity, and observed the especially I think it 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 it's compounded by the Twitter algorithm and what it rewards. But there was uh, an aesthetic pleasing to like an an aesthetic um, appeal to the toxicity. So I, I think this this cohort of you know like 2020 2021 people not I've met plenty that do not fit in this camp good friends of mine that do not fit in this camp but many that do um, they observe this toxicity without understanding why but it was a means like the expression of that toxicity um, it was an aesthetic pursuit of of just being an asshole, basically. Uh, and it, they could have been an asshole on any field. Many of them went to doing vandalizing things. Um, and many came to Bitcoin are on are vandalizing <laughs> like the replies of other people and just calling out people without understanding why they're doing it and what's the message behind what they're doing. But yeah, I, I think it came from from this surface appreciation of, of the the form of the message of saying, oh, you're a fucking shit con, you know, stuff like, like, stuff like that. Understanding like that, resonating with their personality, the, oh, I'm going to, you know, go and destroy things. Um, and it's just a, a vehicle to express that, that anger, that frustration. Um, yeah, for for a long time I was like very very uh, bearish on on that on like the 2019 20 you know 2020 cohort 
But then I started meeting so many people that came in that era, like 2021, 2022, and are nothing like that. Uh, and are Bitcoin maximalist, if you will, but are not, you know, interested in the, uh, in the pursuit of being an asshole. So, but yeah, that's, that's what I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I, I just noticed like the, like when the ordinals happened, right? And it was just like that kind of, there was like so much, it's like there's people who, uh, I think the vast majority of people who criticized ordinals were like fairly new to Bitcoin, like within the last five years anyway. And, and it's like obvious that they hadn't really, it's like, okay, yeah, I kind of understand, but like you're using the block space and increasing the fees, like regardless of what you're using it for. Like it's an open thing, right? Like if, if you don't like it, well, maybe we shouldn't have, uh, I mean, we had this discussion already in like 2013, 2014, 2015 about block size already. Like we've already had this discussion and it's like, here it is with, this is what, this is, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you, how did, how did you perceive the ordinals sort of thing? Yeah, to, to, me, to me, it was, it's just the idea of telling people how that how they need to use the block space when they're paying for the fees. I mean, the the, the problem is the discount, right? <laughs> but but um, but say, telling people how they should use it or how they shouldn't use it to me is really really like misses the point. I I did for a, for a while was running the the disrespector patch on on my node, you know, because I'm free to not <laughs> to not um. Have your have your your ordinals on my mempool. Um, once they're part of the blockchain, they're you know they're there. But I, I, I don't know. I, I also when it, when it first started, I thought okay, this is just like shit coiners just dunking on on bitcoiners and like let's just not give them any uh, breathing room. Like stop feeding the the trolls. Um, might have some staying power now. I mean, I thought in one month it's gonna, it was gonna, you know, die away. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really care that much. Like, whatever, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anything there that warranted a strong opinion. Yeah, to to me, it was kind of like it was kind of like that. Uh, I heard some people think uh, saying, "Oh, but now what if they put, you know, like content that you know you don't want to have on your computer." Uh, but that's a, was already the case anyway, and you know, like you can do that without returns anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I... Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I <clears throat> during the um, during the recent um, shitcoin conference in Hong Kong, um, <laughs> there are like a, a number of side events, and um, the or the ordinal stuff was actually like pretty fun to go to, um, and like the community was like super excited and i'm like okay it's like the first time i've seen like that level of excitement in bitcoin for a while so i was like okay let's see how see what happens here because it's gonna be temporary anyway like assuming bitcoin continues to grow the the, the block space like ordinals will be, will be priced out anyway so who cares but um and then after talking to eric it's like becomes even more clear like we really need to fees need to go up a mm -hmm. lot yeah. like we are not going to survive if fees don't go up yeah um because a 51 percent attack is going to happen unless fees go up um essentially right and that mo that won't make sense to people and unless they think through the, the whole thing but like um read crypto economics and then <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so like we also had a uh, Nostra meetup, which you went to um, in Hong Kong, which you attended um, without any uh, physical risk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get kidnapped this time. <laughs> <laughs> not this time, but, you know, I'm still hoping. <laughs> um, so during that event, I went to, I, I talked to um, basically everyone who attended to find out like, who are these people? And it was like a large percentage of VCs, like mainland Chinese VC, VCs, which I thought was interesting. I can see like there's all of this money that wants to push its way into Nostra mm-hmm. somehow, and it doesn't know how to do it yet. Yeah. Um, and all these projects that are, that are building things who also like kind of people at some point need to be paid. And, um, even, I don't think VCs are like the answer, but, um, not, not in the current way. Cause it's like, kind of like, I mean, then they're, they're usually like, um, traditional thinking closed systems kind of thinking people. They don't quite yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah, every time like, every time I speak with with someone like that, I, I I keep stressing that I think within Nostr there are pretty much uh, maybe one or two cases where you can have some kind of hockey stick growth, but the fact that it's an 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 open protocol, um, it kind of prevents the uh, the accrual of the network effect value to one party. Like there will be no Facebook of, of Nostr. There will be no Twitter of Nostr. There will be a bunch of companies having some marginal revenue, but it, it, it's not going to be a, a winner takes absolutely almost everything. Um, it's going to take, you know, a few players will take a chunk, but it's just value is, is there, there is an amount of value, right? And, with with the Facebook model, the closed system model, pretty much the whole value goes to to the Facebook company, and a sliver of value, like 0.0001% of that value, goes to the users. It's just that there is enough value for to for the users to to continue engaging with the platform. Like economically, it's a it's a rational decision for them to to continue to use Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Um, but within these systems. Pretty much all of the of the value is just accrues to the edges of the of the network to to the users themselves. Um, yeah, most most VCs are just interested in the in the hockey stick growth, right? Um, but I think it's just, I think it's also a different uh, a, a different mindset. Um, I, I I simply don't think that within the um, within a, a, a Noster and, and Bitcoin world that this hockey stick growths are are going to be so common. Uh, they, they, I, I think they simply will not happen, um, and it's not just like the the data centralization. Uh, I think there's also going to be a, a much more, not fully obviously, but there is going to be a, a more decentralized financial system uh, in terms of how much um, how, how much value can accrue to one organization in particular. I, yeah, I think similar in similar terms to like just open source in general, where like it is valuable, but it's not obvious exactly where that value comes from and, wh- and where it's going to. These VCs are asking like, so how do we, what do we do here? How do we get into it? Where's where's the token? Where's the token, man? <laughs> yeah, where's the token? So which token is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, I just I just told them like, um, well, you have to build something. Build something useful. Yeah. 
right. <laughs> figure it out. Mind blowing, right? Yeah. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> Bring, yeah, make something useful that people will pay for. I mean, how how does it usually work? I, I, I mean, in their world, I guess they they make money by convincing people that there will be value in the future, and so getting a whole yeah. lot of other people to put money. Yeah, it's just, it- it's just playing the fiat game, right? It's just, and that's why I think that that system just doesn't work. Because at the end of the day, and we're seeing it with the with the interest rates going up, right? That it's just a game that doesn't work. Uh, that it has a, you know, it works until you can you can kick the the can down the road. Uh, but at some point, it's just it's just die by by dies by its own weight. Uh, did you happen to watch the Bill Ottman thing on Joe Rogan? No. Okay. What what is that? Oh, the uh, the guy from Mind.com? Yeah. yeah. I think I I saw like the first thirty seconds of the a clip. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I I heard him say Nip twenty six on show Rowan and said, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he Chef probably got like super triggered, so that was fun. <laughs> he told me he told me, You the people that shield the tw- Nip twenty six, like you're gonna destroy Nostar. <laughs> So delegated signing. So like, like, what's the point of that? Like, <laughs> so so I, I sent you a DM a couple of days ago because I, I heard you talking on, on your podcast about uh, Nip twenty six. So like yeah, and you were saying what's what's the point, right? Um, so for example, I built a tool at uh, nostreet.com. Um, so, so that tool allows you to to publish events after like when something happens. And yeah, I wrote it thinking I want to write uh, a note saying shit corners get wrecked when Ethereum goes like to a hundred dollars. Um, so it was. I wrote it thinking that's the use case that I have in mind. <laughs> Let's make it happen. And then I figured, oh shit, right? I cannot sign an event. Uh, because the whole idea was I'm going to broadcast the event, like I'm going to publish the event when X happens, right? Because I wrote another website, a PSBT.io, which allows you to broadcast a Bitcoin transaction when something happens. And that's much easier because there is no timestamp that, that you need to sign. But for, for, um, for Nostreet.com, uh, I, you know, like I want, if you publish an event, you want other people to see that event on their feed, which means that it needs to have the pop, the created at timestamp of the event at the moment when it's published. If you, you know, if you publish the event with uh, <laughs> a created at like five years ago, it doesn't really, uh, <laughs> it doesn't really matter that much. Um, so, so yeah, I've realized that I could not do it. And I thought, okay, well, NIP26 is exactly what I want. I want my nostreet.com uh, website to be able to sign an event uh, on behalf of someone else. So to me, that was like an obvious way of doing it. But then I thought, okay, well, if if I get a delegated token that can create an event in five years, that means that basically the user that delegated that, that token to me, um, it's almost like sharing your private key with my website for five years, right? Um, it's, it's like, I don't want that. I, I don't want people's private keys. So, so the, um, I started thinking, okay, we, we should have a way of scoping, like limit, restricting the, the, what this token can, can do. 
And one of the things is like, okay, I, I can sign for the next five years with, with like on behalf of you, but I would like to be able to only sign this specifically this text, like shitcoiners get wrecked. And I cannot write anything other than that. And I also want to say, okay, I actually don't want to be able to write, uh, I don't want to be able to tag anyone. I don't like, I want a bunch of restrictions. So my delegated token can only do that. Um, so that's the use case that, that I have in mind. I mean, obviously, okay. Yeah. This sounds like a, you know, like a, like a silly toy, like a, like a joke, but there, there is a, a lot of valuable use cases for something like that. Um, I have, you know, other ideas of how to solve it without NIP26, but the, 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 the other use case that people have in mind for NIP26 is a way of you to create delegated, delegated keys so that you can keep, which is what Keith uh, worked on, which is to keep your key, your main key in cold storage and only sign with this other key. Um, and on that use case, I do agree with Fiat Chef that, that it's not a good solution for something like that. Uh, there, we must come up with with better ways of, of doing that. Um, but yeah, for for my use case, I, I think I mean obviously <laughs> I came up well, like I, I arrived to this conclusion. But this is I, I think that's where it makes sense. I do also agree with VHF in terms that the what it the the. Um, the extra cost to relays has centralizing tendencies. Every time you need more resources from relays, you it becomes costlier to run a relay. If there are fewer relays, then you know centralization, like you know BSB, basically. Um, so <laughs> it, it is right. Um, so 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 yeah, I, I I do see I do see his 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 point. Um, yeah, um, but but that's the use case that I, I had in mind. Oh, and by the way, by by the way, the, the way Nostrid does it without Nib twenty six, it's it's like super hacky. Um, when you when you want to sign an event and you don't know the created at, uh, it will it will give you like you can establish a range of of dates in which that event could happen, and you can say like this might happen and it depends like if you say i want to broadcast something when block x arrives it calculates when that block might be found and it you know gets a range with you know like confidence levels on the range and stuff like that and then <laughs> it simply walks the entire fucking range <laughs> and it <laughs> it creates up to 20,000 events <laughs> you <laughs> You sign every single event. I mean, obviously, hopefully you would, you know, say authorize five for five minutes and sign the 20,000 events. I store the 20,000 events. And then as time goes by, I start discarding the ones that are in the past. Uh, that's, that's how it does it. As, as soon as you said a hacky way, I kind of <laughs> knew it. <laughs> but it's the only way, right? Like I could not come up with a, a, a way to do that without requiring the user's private key or without... Um, or without, you know, um, I, I, I have a, a solution in the works that's different, that is non-hacky, non but yeah. Oh, okay, cool. You want to know it? What's that? Yeah. Dude, it's super fucking awesome. I love this one. So, so you know, um, Nostra Connect, right? Like NIP46. So what I am doing is, um, right now there is like this one thing that, that Tero did for, so he wrote uh, NIP46. 
uh, and allows you to sign from your phone, right? So you can, you know, log into like, for example, for PSVT, I think it was like the first website that that had support for NIP46, and you could log in into a chat with your main identity, but without signing any events from like your GetAlvi or from you know like not entering private keys or anything. So what I what I wrote, uh, I, it's not published yet because it's not fully functional, but what I wrote is um, it's a NIP46 signer that you keep on your node. Okay. So you always, because if you have a Lightning node, you already have this device that is keeping keys for you, right? Like you already yeah. trust that device. So you can put your NSEC, your private key on that device and I can call in into your key and tell it, sign this, sign this, sign this, right? Um, so, so I could, any, any app, could, and I'm packaging this as a Docker um, bullshit thing, container, um, so that you can keep, and I'm calling it, it's already have the domain, uh, and it's just to trigger NDK, but I already have, it's nsecbunker.com. <laughs> because because <laughs> NDK has ckbunker.com uh, to use the call card in this way as an HSM, right? Uh, so it's like an HSM running on your, Umbrel or Raspberry Blades or whatever, and it has your private key, and you don't need to keep your private key anywhere else. Huh. I mean, a backup, of course. Yeah. But you could have Damus not have keys and sign for you, and because it's on your always-on whatever uh, device, mm. you can always just go back in and sign from there. Mm. Mm. Okay, cool. How do you... Okay, so going back to NIP26... How can you allow it to sign, uh, like your shitcoin event, um, but only that? Like, do you, do you just hash because without releasing the content first, right? Do you just ha yeah, hash no, you it? hash it, you, okay. you hash it, but but you don't need to publish the uh, you don't need to publish anything, right? Like, you give me the token and I just keep the delegated token, uh, and that token is not published anywhere. It's, it's not a Noster, you know, until the event happens, it's not a Noster. It's just because it's client validated, right? So, so you, you give me the token and then when I want to create the event because Ethereum died, then I can just publish the event and I show the token at that point, right? It's like bearer token. Mm, okay. Okay. What else? Anything else we should talk about? I don't know. <laughs> about uh, the... the in Australia, how you're going to rock people, like you're going to organize the meetup and then not go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So I'm planning on uh, rugging everybody. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, I'll, I mean, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll organize, I'll like organize everything on the ground or like, you know, whatever I'm kind of like, whatever other people aren't organizing or whatever needs to be done, like I'll do it to make to make it happen. I think if, if I'm confident enough that the Hong Kong meetup is is gonna go is gonna go well where like regardless of me then I'll go to Japan and if I'm not then I'll have to stay in Hong Kong yeah I, I, I mean I'm, I'm gonna go to the Japan one I really hope <laughs> I really hope you come man yeah yeah I, I, I gotta go to the Japan one right it's gonna be so much fun um, are you gonna go to Bitcoin 2023 Miami to Miami um, everyone keeps asking me that question and um do it yeah but i'll do it if there's a really good reason 
all all your friends are gonna be there. So that's is that not good enough no. or <laughs> <laughs> fuck people <laughs> because um I, 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 I would really like to go and hang out with everyone. That'd be really fun. But that's purely for fun. Whereas I need to at this point, Nost Rocket is the most important thing that I see that, yeah, that I can I be working that. on. And like, I need to... Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah to me, I mean, man, Nostrica was an absolutely incredible experience, but, but I was feeling the, ah, oh, shit, I really want to be coding right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus, I just like spent so much money to get to uh, Costa Rica, to Nostrica. Like, probably, I guess I spent more than most people because it's just because it's I'm further away. And... Um, yeah. It was like a very big expense proportionally for me, anyway. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, for 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 me too, for 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 me as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I actually had bought uh, had tickets to to go uh, tickets and like like you know like flight tickets <laughs> to go to um, advancing Bitcoin in in London, and I could not justify. Uh, being away from you know from my kid twice. I mean, they were gonna come to to London with me, but I would be you know like be at the conference, um, and I I had to choose, and it was I think I I hesitated whether to go to uh, to advancing Bitcoin or or to Nostrica for all four seconds, and it was like okay, this is a once in a lifetime thing. I just cannot miss this. I must go there. Um, because next year it's going to be different. Mm. Um, and Australia is going to be different as well. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it must be, it, it will probably be great, but in a different way. Um, and you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was also took, uh, <laughs> took a, a big impact. <laughs> yeah. It was well worth it. Like a hundred percent. I'm glad I went. I can't believe I almost didn't go. Um, like I decided like. I can't believe it either. Yeah. yeah, when you told me this story, I was like, holy shit, I, I thought he was smart. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I have a, I have a question for yeah. you, actually. So, uh, I... I um, do you... So, uh, actually, two questions. Do you think um, Noster is past the the event horizon? You know, like, like black hole style? Um and so that's A, and B is how does Nostr die? Like, what are we? How will yeah? How Bitcoin dies is the typical one. How does Nostr die? So, okay, are we past the event horizon? Yeah, I think it's anti-fragile now, and uh, the reason why I think that is because as it keeps growing, the growth of developers is increasing as well, and I think that's that's the key yeah. for me, in my opinion. I have some really cool. I have something really cool to tell you, uh, but you know, off the off the podcast, I'll I'll tell you later. But with regards to that, I have something fucking awesome to tell you. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so yeah, um, I think it, I think it has become. I think that makes it anti fragile. The first person I saw mention this was was Rabble. Rabble. Um, he said that it's become a super app that anyone can build on and uh, a permissionless super app. And yeah, I like that description of it. I agree with that. And 
So like it's a super app where the social network is growing and it's growing in a way that like I've, I, I first got involved in Nostra a, a year ago from now, like a very close to a year, a bit over a year ago, perhaps. Um, first started like joining the Telegram group and, and messing around there. Um, and there were, I think, around like 20 active people. Um, and all of 100% developers, zero normal people. And, um, <laughs> and no, I don't think developers are normal people. And, um, <laughs> especially, especially, especially the developers who in particular were building things with Nostr a year ago. You gotta be wrong in the head. Like like a 2011 Bitcoin or something wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not. Uh, I mean, like people who are objectively sane uh, aren't the people who change the world. So, mm-hmm. um, um, anyway, so like 100%, 100% ratio, um, 100% developer ratio a year ago, and now like it's grown from 20 to now like around like 500,000 people using it or maybe mm-hmm. 300,000, but like still a very huge. No, it's, it's, it's closer to 500. Okay. So it's growing to that yeah. number. And I think the number of developers are in, in, involved uh, is probably like something like a thousand or 2000, something like that. I think just anecdotally, like I, don't, I haven't done anything, but like, I think it's like around there. So. Yeah, I, I have a so I have one machine that is uh, in indexing like uh, the the graph uh, of everything, not just not just contact list, but everything. And I yeah, I haven't published it yet, but but it, because I haven't made the UI, you know, like D three JS is pain in the ass. Don't worry um, about UI. No, no one uses a UI. <laughs> <laughs> but but I have a graph with the cluster. Like I have a Neo 4 J database with. Uh, all the people and the, the developer cluster. What I infer is the developer cluster. I think it's bigger than than two thousand or fifteen hundred, whatever number you said. I think it's closer to four thousand. Okay. By my very uh, <laughs> naive calculation. That's good. That's awesome. Um, the reason why I think we're you know anti fragile and we've passed past the event horizon already is because of that. Because the number of developers is increasing. At a, like, along a different curve to the number of users, but the curve shape looks to be very similar. Like, I don't know, what did that curve look like for Twitter? How many how many people at Twitter were actually doing something that was necessary all these years? Like developer, how many were engineers and developers? And, mm, and yeah. like compared to users, like what did those curves look like? And I bet that it, it was like not, I bet you that the growth of developers was probably like linear. Because you have a central. Yeah, it is. It is. It, I. I don't. I don't know if it's comparable because within within a Twitter, the amount of experimentation within the company that you can do because it's one product, mm-hmm. right? The amount of experimentation, like no one could like within Twitter launch a micro app because they felt like it, you know. <laughs> um, so they had to play much more conservative, right? Like you cannot just. Write it like the 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 Galaxy client that whatever the name of that client is, you know, <laughs> it would be very hard to get approval from you know corporate to 
oh, we're going to change the UI. And now it's like this galaxy thing that <laughs> you're navigating. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, that's the reason why 100%. their developer curve didn't increase along with their user curve. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we can do it that way. We're doing it that way. It's increasing. And if you just look yep. at it, like who cares whether it's a centralized company or a, or a permissionless open network, pragmatically speaking, you could look at Nostra as a company. Um, you could analyze it with the same, the similar kind of framework. And well, we're doing it better than yep. Twitter did because of, because of that, right? And better than, and like, yeah. Obviously, a, a closed company can't can't do it, and yeah. So I think that's that's why I think we've passed that 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 phase. I think we're going to hit like a like a Cambrian explosion of new use cases, new 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 things being built on Nostra. Like I think it's because it takes also people like maybe around. I've noticed it takes around about it's, it takes one afternoon to sort of play to get to understand functionally how to how to build something with Nostra, but then it takes you like mm -hmm. one to three months to figure out what you should build because it's like, because it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, because I've been thinking about that as well. That's, uh, that's why I started working on the, uh, on the NDK stuff. Um, because I, 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 I noticed that writing a, um, a naive client is very easy. It takes like no time, but then it has centralizing tendencies and, and it's not very performant. So I was thinking, okay, what's going to be needed? Because people, people keep asking me if like I'm writing NDK as a, as a business or, or something like that. It's like, fuck no, man. It's like, like completely false MIT license. You know, it's, it, I, I think it's just because I'm also thinking, okay, what if the number of developers 10x is overnight? What is that going to look like? And if the only way it works is because each one of these clients is connecting to the Damos Relay and to the Snort Relay, then we're like fucked. <laughs> uh, because some of those tools might become useful and they, they'll gain momentum and they only or mostly work with like these few relays um, that's like the one thing that keeps, you know, um, that I keep going back to is that we, we, we must have a way. And again, I think the gossip protocol was like one step in that, in that direction, but we must have a way of doing really traversal and, and pub key discoverability in a way that doesn't require this one place where everybody coalesces around, uh, like this one or two relays. But, but I keep thinking, okay, I, I'm learning all these lessons because I've been writing a bunch of different uh, tools, right? Um, and I, I think, okay, what would I have liked it to exist when I first started? So, and every time I write a client, I write some code that, and then I comment, okay, this needs to go to NDK. <laughs> And then I just move it, <laughs> you know, like I write in the client. And then when I finished with the client, I just move the code to, to NDK. And now my next app will have that functionality given by, by NDK. And I don't have to replicate everything like caching, like uh, pub key discoverability, um, like all these things, right? Like we, we, we know that are required. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, for the next cohort of developers, they'll find this uh, richer tool that will allow them to write clients so much faster and clients that are 
much that have decentralizing uh, tendencies. I think you definitely hit the mark there because the key is like keeping that developer adoption going. Like SAPs is a really good example. If you do a micro app and you want to SAP, it's fucking hard. Like there is a lot of code that you need to write. Um, you need to integrate with Wallet Connect. It's a lot of code. There is a lot. It's it's non-trivial. Um, and <laughs> I was talking with uh, with Jeff uh, with a friend uh, a couple of days ago, and so I told him, dude, like I'm integrating Wallet Connect, and now SAPing an event with NDK is literally one line of code. It's like you get the event and you do event dot SAP <laughs> amount and a com an optional comment if you want. And that's it. <laughs> like, it takes care of everything for you. And when, when I wrote SAP Life, people were saying, oh, it would be super cool if we can SAP from SAP Life. And I started looking. I was like, oh, shit, it's, this is a lot of code. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. This is a lot. Now it's like one line. <laughs> yeah, I think you really hit, you really hit it there. Like, that's, that's going to be really, this is going to open up so much stuff. 100%. Um, yeah, and that's key. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so like, I guess, I guess, the, I guess like what I'm, my concern right now with Nostra is um, solely around the type of people who use it, whether that remains restricted to the type of people who are currently yeah. using it or, yeah. or whether we get past that. And that's, that's, that's the thing. And I think we, I think as, as the use cases keep expanding, that will also expand because right now it's kind of like Bitcoin Twitter in a way. No, no, absolutely. hundred percent. So I, I wrote a note yesterday that, that I showed my, my wife because she's been, I mean, she obviously she knows of Nostar and she's been seeing all the stuff that I'm building and, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's cool. But, you know, she, she doesn't care about social networks. She hasn't used Facebook or like that stuff for, for a while. Um, and it just doesn't resonate with her, you know? And I think there's a lot of people uh, that are in that same camp. But I show her the, the like this knowledge management stuff that it like the what's up worthy highlighter slash the whatever um, the stuff that I'm working on right now and allows you to to gather all your 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 notes and your highlights and all the all the um, all the information that you create throughout time uh, it allows you to gather it and I showed her the the stuff that you know, like, like the drawings and the mockups and she's like okay this is the first thing that I actually want to use like this is this is very 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 compelling there's like no social network like it doesn't mention any of that you know it, it's not related to that it's this other thing um, but you know it's a she's very interested in productivity gains and you know how to organize your information and your reading and stuff like that and that resonates with her and I mm. think that that's gonna be the way and what's cool is that when you get someone who you build a tool and that tool resonates with them, that tool itself is valuable on its own, right? And then if there is another tool and that person sees interoperation between the tools, that's when it starts to click, you know? It's, that's when it starts to compound. And like your, because what you're building can then be extended by anyone with no permission. Anyone, absolutely anyone, no permission. Like my my main thing is my client should never keep state cash sure state never because state local state that that's how you trap people like that's how you increase the cost of switching to something else. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see like what comes next and like you know I need to uh, get my 
get my uh, get things happening like yeah, with my project because uh, I think yeah. that's that's I mean the reason I'm working on it is because Bitcoin isn't fixing the world fast enough. Yeah, me too. Same here. Yeah, same here. Uh, is there is is the thing with with uh, with Nas Rocket that is like you know irreducible complexity where all the pieces need to be there for any value to be levers? Okay, right. Yeah, he said he's nodding. There's some degree of that. I think the main issue is it's very difficult to explain what it is. It's like explaining what's the internet or what's Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. and, and also like it's explaining the emergent properties of the internet and Bitcoin before they exist. And like, right. um, so like I think when it's something that people can actually use, then people will get it. And the thing that people can use is that's the minimum irreducible complexity. Because I think the way, yeah, I think one of the ways that Nostra dies, mm -hmm. I think one of the ways that it dies is everyone has to keep working on their own and can't work together with other people because working together with other people means you need to have some, I mean, that's what companies exist for to solve that problem. And if we can only solve that with companies, we already know what that looks like and it's not, not great. How, how do you think uh, about the execution because the, the way i've always seen innovation is that usually it's driven by the vision of one person and you know that one person might might change over time like i can start something and then i i executed my vision and then someone else comes in and says okay actually this is slightly wrong and take them and run with it but i always think there is there is um there is a natural hierarchy. So like organizations, I think what that, what they, they give you is like the multiplying productivity, you know, like orders of magnitude, multiplication of, 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 of productivity of a single person, you know. So if you take it to the extreme and to like the cartoonish, uh, to the cartoonish example, you can say, okay, the whole Apple organization used to be a, a vehicle for Steve Jobs to apply his vision uh, in a way that a single human would never be able to do. Um, so, so how, how do you think with regards to the vision that you have for, for how an organization, or no, 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 not an organization, but a, a non-organization, a collective of individuals might, might execute on, on a vision within the NOS rocket framework? A vision is basically like, to me, it's just like, is, that's only an MVP. You can't have a vision too far out into the future because you don't know what, what is happening in the future. So like, I mean, because everything mm, impacts everything yeah. else. So like... It's not so much mm -hmm. a vision yeah. that people have. It's more like the ability to react within a framework or within, within act within a vision. Interesting. Right? And like the vision part in Nost Rocket is, is, is discovered. If someone has a vision that they can contribute that to Nost Rocket and it will be as however useful that is, is like that's the exact amount of usefulness it's going to be to Nost Rocket. No more and no less. Like it's like, um, okay, you have a vision, but then you also need to execute and then you need to do all the other stuff as well. And like your vision right. could be slightly wrong. So you need to be reined in a little bit there. Could, could, could you fork uh, a NOS rocket? So there, if there is a split of direction or something, like I can just say, okay, I disagree with that. And I, I fork everything and I start gathering around a different, you know, slightly different idea. Yeah, absolutely. And also like, um, you can fork it at multiple levels. Um, multiple levels of abstraction. So like you don't fork the human species because a new virus comes around. You just fork the immune system 
and um, that's how we don't die. Um, if we had to fork the if if we, if the only way we could survive a new virus was to fork the entire species um, at that level, then we wouldn't last very long. And so I view this in the same way. Um, you can fork at, at like oh, you can fork at the at the granularity of the pull request at that level, or you can fork at the all the way at the top at the consensus level of the whole system, um, depending on what you want to do. And the market will figure out which fork, um, which 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 like it, it discovers the reason why it forks is because it's hill climbing towards more revenue and more participation and um anyway um um i actually have to go now <laughs> so um real real worldly snucking yeah right exactly more. yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this would this would be fun, yeah, dude. Like, uh, yeah, we, we like you said the other day. We need to catch up. We definitely need to catch uh, up more often. Like, just 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 do like a like a call, you know, no video or whatever. But yeah, just just do it. Head over to nostrovia.org to see how to follow us on all the major social credit platforms.